All right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, whatever time of day it is, it's the right time for the Govals 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you here from the Fort Rucker sunroom, unfortunately, probably the final week, but still in the Fort Rucker sunroom here. Not just me in this podcast, though. We got breaking news to discuss, some breaking recruiting news, and I'll tell you really quickly here that there's a reason why uh, we didn't haven't had a podcast. It's, it's been more time since usual, since we've had one, so there's reasons for that. I'll get to that later, but that's not why we're here. We are here to talk right now recruiting news, and to do that, of course, we're going to bring in Govals 24-7 recruiting editor ryan callahan what's up ryan hey wes how's it going it's going well man big news for tennessee today uh, on this thursday i guess we're saying today because we're recording it on a thursday this happened on a thursday uh, tennessee has accepted a commitment from james robinson an offensive guard big guy big guy 6'4 323 pounds from carver high school down there in montgomery alabama ryan this is not a kid with uh, huge rankings per se, but you see that a lot with guards anyway. What can you tell us about this uh, this this big big fella who's coming to Tennessee, or at least right now saying he's going to go to Tennessee? Yeah, the, the, this is a big pickup for Tennessee. I, I know people, like you said, will look at the rankings and see that he's you know not not among the top one thousand players in the country in the in the twenty four seven sports composite. He, he's now up in the in the seven fifty range at number seven forty four overall in the twenty four seven sports rankings. Uh, so he. He's not the highest ranked guy in this class by any means, but but don't get it uh, don't get the wrong idea based on that. Uh, he's he's definitely been a priority for Tennessee over the past few months. Uh, the Vols offered him back in March when they had him on campus for the first time for a spring practice. He came back in June, um, already was a high priority at that time, but came back and worked out at a camp, which you don't often see for for targets. And he came back and uh, really impressed Tennessee's coaches again there and already was scheduled to come on an official visit before he went to that camp, uh, but came back the next weekend on an official visit. It's, it's still the only official visit he's taken. Yeah. You see and, back, and you see, you see back to backs like that. That usually means something. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was going to say, even before those visits, you know, Tennessee looked to be in good shape with him, but they, they obviously made him a priority. They're the only team that's hosted him on an official visit. So this is the guy they really wanted in there. So it, uh, you know, the, the competition for him has, has increased recently, but Tennessee's looked like the favorite for a while. And uh, and Tennessee really happy to get James Robinson in the boat to go along with uh, Javante Spragans and, and Cooper Mays on the offensive line. That's you know three guys really who project as interior linemen. So after last year, obviously the the guys who anchored that class were Wanye Morris and Darnell Wright, big time tackles. This year they're obviously really working on on uh, addressing the center and guard positions. And especially after the loss of Melvin McBride of Memphis, the the, the freshman who uh, had his playing career ended before he ever really got started for for medical reasons this summer. Um, after losing a guard like that, it's, I think it was even more important for Tennessee to really solidify the interior line. So uh, you see them really addressing the interior line with those three commitments and and obviously they feel pretty good about that group now with Robinson on board. Yeah, and this is again you you mentioned this a little bit, but you know his composite ranking is in twenty four seven sports composite ranking is in the four digits there, and that that that's going to happen when you're a guard because you're a guard, and I say the same thing as I do about guards, about kickers and punters. Their rankings aren't always sexy, um, but the you know it's decidedly unsexy when you don't have good ones. So you, you need those guys in the class. That's just how it goes. Big guys have feelings too. <laughs> 
but it looks to me like this is a group uh, that needed to be addressed in this class, Ryan. And, and this is a kid who had offers. He had an Auburn offer, an a and offer, I think Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I mean, he had Missouri. He had legit SEC offers, and this was a kid who was who had his moments and, and looked like a pretty good prospect to me. Yeah, and his stock has risen, and I think that's always something you look for with with offensive linemen. You, you don't want a guy who who started getting big time offers as a sophomore, and then his stock sort of fell later on. Uh, much better to find a guy like this who sort of, uh, I think, had a strong junior year, and his word has gotten out about him. More people have started looking at him and saying, "Hey, wait a minute, this guy's pretty good." And so Auburn offered him this spring. Tennessee obviously was one of the one of the first SEC schools to offer him back in March. I think Missouri was maybe his only other SEC offer at that time. Uh, and he's gotten more as he's gone along. In fact, Texas A&M just offered less than a month ago, and that was really one of his three finalists, he said. He, he told me it came down to Tennessee, Auburn, and Texas A&M. He hasn't even gotten a chance to visit Texas A&M, but that's sort of an example of how his, his recruitment's still kind of developing in a way because uh, he's just now recently started to become a higher priority for some of these teams. But give Tennessee credit. They identified him early. They've got some connections in the Montgomery area, obviously, with this staff having a lot of Alabama ties. Tons of them. Helped them. Yeah, and I think that really paid off here, helping them kind of identify him early and see that he was a player they really wanted. And obviously, they verified it in person multiple times, saw him at a camp. So uh, even though I know fans look at those rankings, obviously, and, and see what see what those are and, and, and perception is what it is, but it's not signing day, first of all. And second, Anytime a coaching staff sees a guy like this multiple times and, and not only takes him but makes him a priority, I, I think that's got to that's got to say something about uh, how good of a player he might be. So uh, this is a and, and a guy we've, we're calling him a guard, but he really could play anywhere on the offensive line in Tennessee's mind. Uh, he, he played guard, tackle, and center when he was at Tennessee's camp back in June. You, so he's got if some you can versatility. play tackle at that size, that that's pretty quick. Yeah, and, and that's that's not to say he will play tackle, but just that that shows you an idea that gives you an idea of the athleticism he has and and sort of just his overall versatility. So just a, a, a kind of a jack of all trades on the offensive line, but at the same time a true mauler at guard in in the run game. And that, that's how John Garcia of twenty four seven Sports described him, and, and I would agree with that assessment. A really really physical run blocker that I, I think is exactly what Tennessee's been looking to add that guard position. And uh, certainly I think the, the outlook for that spot looks, looks much brighter for Tennessee in the future with a guy like James Robinson on board. Yeah. And, and here, here's where I am on this. You, you look at this and, and Pruitt has, has said since he basically got the, the job at Tennessee and he saw the roster, he said, I want bigger men. I, this is a small team. I need a bigger football team. So I'm not saying that he won't take a 260 pound offensive lineman. If it's an elite prospect and add 50, pounds on him over time and make him a you know an NFL first round pick. I'm not saying he won't do that uh, if he feels like it's the right kind of player, but in general, all things equal, he wants big men. You've seen him go after this. And, and with one exception I guess being Cooper Mays who's who's not small but not large. Uh, these mm-hmm. other offensive linemen they've taken the past couple of years are are big men. These are 300 plus pounders in a lot of cases. Yeah, and I was going to say that you make a good point about Cooper Mays too. Uh, you know, he's an example of him, you know, maybe not being 300 plus pounds, but all three of these linemen that, that are in Tennessee's class do have one thing in common, and that is they are they they are very punishing blockers in the run game. Uh, a lot of their best clips uh, show them just taking guys to the ground, and 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 they they have a little bit of an edge to them. Uh, I, I don't think that's an accident. I think Tennessee feels it needs more of those types of players on the roster. James Robinson gives them another one of those guys. Javante Spragans is one that uh, obviously from East St. Louis that. 
committed on uh, the same day he got an offer from Tennessee, but he's the same type of player. Uh, really impressive at, at Tennessee's camp, and they they really like him and, and are are definitely you know expecting to have some competition maybe to hold on to him in the next uh, several months. But they feel good about him. So that's that's three guys who kind of I think will increase the physicality and and just kind of the the edge that this offensive line can play with in the future. And if those guys develop into what they think they could be, you, you pair some interior linemen like that with some big physical tackles, uh, guys like Wanye Morris and, and Darnell Wright in the future, if not this year, then, then that, that could be a pretty nice looking offensive line with this interior line kind of being rebuilt gradually with what this staff has done there. And last thing before we step out of here real quick, Ryan, what does this mean do you think for for Tennessee's offensive line recruiting for the rest of the way you know in terms of I mean I know it's always hard to predict these things but that's what people pay us to do that's what we're trying to do when you look at the numbers here what does this mean for offensive linemen what do you think they still want to take in this in this signing class and and how many guys are are right there that that they would add yeah there's certainly a lot closer to having addressed their needs now with three offensive linemen on board but still some work to do I think they would like to add at least one more offensive lineman in this class uh, just like with a few other positions in this class, I think there's some variance on, you know, exactly where they could end up numbers wise, but I think four or five would be ideal, uh, because of all the needs they have in this class. I think four might be more likely right now, if I had to guess. So, so maybe one more, uh, but, but still always a possibility they could add more just depending on what they can get. And, and right now that's the other thing there, there are some names on the board, but not a lot that we would say Tennessee is in you know, terrific shape with so that it'll be interesting to see if more offers go out at that position. Uh, But they're still in on some guys like Marcus Stumerville, a four-star tackle from South Florida. Uh, Some big time players like that, Chris Morris, another four-star from Memphis. Uh, And and then again, that's some other guys that are are, are maybe still in play, but, but that Tennessee is not believed to be one of the favorites. And we'll see if something, you know, something changes with any of those guys, but, but obviously they're looking to add at least one more offensive lineman to this class. And especially Again, after losing Melvin McBride from last year's class before he even got started, I think it it probably became even more important for Tennessee to sign at least four instead of maybe just three or four before that. I think you've got to get at least four offensive linemen in this class. So probably not done yet but obviously off to a good start with the addition of James uh, James Robinson. bunch of guys that you probably wouldn't want to arm wrestle, I'm guessing. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. We're, we'll have another full podcast later in the week, but thanks for thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Guys, that was Ryan Callahan, our very own Ryan Callahan. And you know what? We're okay with him. Well, I just decided we had a committee of one in here. It's me and then me and me. And I decided that we're okay with Ryan Callahan, our recruiting editor at GoBall247.com. Thanks for helping us break down some recruiting news today, some breaking news. We'll be back later in the week with a full podcast. Obviously, guys, at least one full podcast because Tennessee uh, preseason camp starts Friday. We just earlier today spoke with Jeremy Pruitt and all of his or all of his coordinators anyway, all five of them. So we got plenty of stuff to talk about there and we will get to all of it. We will be back on schedule. It is basically football time in Tennessee and we are here to bring it to you. You can always find all of us on social media, facebook.com slash govals247, twitter.com slash govals247, or you can go straight to the hose at www.govals247.com. Thanks guys. We'll be back soon.